This guest is so inspiring. Such a young, talented go-getter. Just listening to his story and, you know, the things that he has been able to accomplish. Some people never get to accomplish in their lifetime. You know, it really gives me hope seeing the younger, (laughs) the younger generation, even though, I mean, he's not drastically younger than me, but he is younger than me, um, to see the younger generation really just step out there and their approach to life. You want to do something, you do it. Um, And I can do nothing but respect, admire, and appreciate that. So this episode with Paul Williams is one that is of legendary status. So proud of you, young man. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. Be sure to follow and support all of his endeavors. Show him some love. And um, yeah, enjoy the episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of W-I-N-I-F-R-E-D, the podcast. I'm so happy that we're here, season four, um, and I'm kicking it off with a very special interview, somebody that I wanted to interview last season, um, so I'm so glad we're finally getting the chance to sit down and talk. What's up, Paul Williams? Hi, I'm really happy to finally be on the show. (laughs) Happy to have you here. So, you got a lot of stuff going on. So I want you to introduce yourself um, and let the audience know what it is you do, because you do a lot of different things. Yes. Okay. So mainly I'm a self-published author. I write fantasy most of the time, but I might branch out a little bit in the future. I am an artist too. I'm going to do a little bit of graphic design in the future, but I'm still getting ready to uh, set up all the materials and things that I need for that. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Paul Williams underscore books, Twitter, Field Pixie, uh, and my books on Amazon. Uh, just search up Paul C. Williams and you'll find them. Awesome. And you are, I'm just saying this because this is actually on your Instagram, you are 21 years old. Yes, I turned 21 in August. Okay, okay. Um, at this time when we're recording, it is like mid-January. Um, so that's still still pretty fresh. How does it feel to be the big two-one? Well, um, it, it quite it hasn't really hit me yet, I don't think. Um, I still in my mind, I still feel like a teenager, really. <laughs> I know the feeling. I still uh, quite often feel like, maybe not like a teenager, but maybe like a very early 20-ish kind of person. It's just just Mm. weird. Getting older is a blessing. Um, It's also kind of weird too, because I feel like with certain ages, there are certain like benchmarks that like society places on people like, oh, well, by 30, you should have this. And by 25, you should have this. By 21, this is what's happening. Um, right. And as I've grown, I've just kind of found that things just sort of happen um, in their own time. And, you know, it's it's great either way, no matter when mm-hmm. it's the fact that it happens. Anyway, I'm going on a rant. Um, <laughs> so anyway... So you are an artist and I enjoy following you on Instagram. You're always posting really great stuff. And I love when you share like 
the different drawings and things that you create. So how long have you been drawing? Like, has did this start when you were a kid or did it come across a little later in life? Yeah, um, well, I was really inspired by my older brother since I was like five years old. He was really into anime and Pokemon and stuff like that. So it really rubbed off on me and my sister as well too. And um, when I was younger, cause I was like five, I was like not that great at drawing. So I was always kind of like copying what they were doing. Um, but it was really important that I just stuck with it. You know, I fell off now and then, um, but you know, it was important that I kept practicing as much as I could. And eventually uh, when I started sharing it and seeing people's reactions really helped me out and, you know, made me want to improve more. Yeah, you're really, really, really talented. Like, <laughs> now that you post, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is like fan freaking tastic. Um, and so, do you have a favorite Pokemon? Just because you mentioned it, I thought I would ask. Ooh, um, I only know like the first three generations. Um, I don't, I don't have a favorite. I don't have a favorite. I can't pick. <laughs> <laughs> I was always a big fan of Jigglypuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> what it was about <laughs> Jigglypuff. Just so cute. It had the little high voice. Um, but yeah, that was my favorite Pokemon. And I would say, dang, what is the orange one called? Was it Salamander or Charmander? Uh, Charmander. 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 Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so Charmander. Taking me back. Taking me back. <laughs> Um, so, okay, so you have family family members who are also um, artists. So has there ever been any like competition amongst different members of the family or has it been like a general supportive thing? Mm. Well, out of my siblings, as they grew older, as far as I know, like my sister, she stopped drawing. Uh, my older brother, he was really into art, but I don't uh, know if he's really continuing it now. I know he's focusing mostly on work and, you know, his life and things, but he does, he, he uh, wood carves, I think, in like leather work. And he does these like really cool like keychains and all this other kind of stuff. He's got this whole office where he does it now and that's really good for him. Wow, that's really cool. Um, and I love that you mentioned, well, I don't love that you mentioned, but you mentioned um, how sometimes people stop drawing or how people stop mm -hmm their creative uh, talents and endeavors because, you know, they get whisked into the life of, you know, work and bills and family. And there's sometimes this like notion that once you hit a certain point, you kind of have to leave um, creative things behind. But now in today's, today's time, which is something I really love about, um, you know, the new millennium is that a lot of people are figuring out how to like side hustle or figuring out how to make that their primary source of income. There's so many different ways for people to get their stuff seen. Um, so I think it's awesome. But when you said that, it just reminded me of so many people that I know personally or that I've watched that used to be so heavy into things, whether it was drawing or painting or video games or poetry or whatever. And then they got into a certain point where they kind of stopped to right. dedicate more time towards, you know, other things. I just think it's interesting. And I love how times are kind of changing now. Um, so you're also an author. Tell me about 
first tell me about your favorite book. And I know that's such a annoying question <laughs> because everybody has, you know, a good handful of favorites. But if you had to maybe pick one that had the most influence on you, um, what book would you pick? And it's okay if it's your own. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, well, I always choose um, this book series called The Search for Wandla. It's a middle grade book series by uh, one of the authors who wrote this series for children called The Spiderwitch Chronicles. I don't know if you've heard of it, but um, it's not really too well known. It's, it's a little bit popular, but he's an artist and an author as well. So that was probably definitely influenced for me when I was like 12 years old reading those books. And I'd say the first one is very important to me because it dealt a lot with coming of age and dealing with grief and, you know, parental figures and all this stuff. And it's just really creative. It's like science fiction and it really influenced me in, in terms of like creating a story. And I see that you have some books, um, as you mentioned earlier on Amazon and I've seen you post them and you know, they just look really, really amazing. So your mm. first experience publishing a book, I guess, talk about the process, maybe some roadblocks or things that maybe happen. Um, kind of walk us through your first time publishing a book. Okay, well, um, I was 13 um, when I started looking into it. I did a lot of research and, you know, I went to the library about books about publishing. I looked on YouTube and all these websites. Like that was what I was doing at any given moment was researching the publishing industry and how it worked. And then by the time I was ready to publish, I was about 17. Um, so the main channel that I went through would be Amazon, which is like KDP, which used to be CreateSpace, but Amazon kind of absorbed it. So um, CreateSpace or KDP has this whole easy, easy to use program where they help you set up your interior files. Well, you have to, you have to make your interior files and you cover yourself, but they help you put it all together essentially. So, you know, it's not, too difficult of a process, but um, going through that, you know, it, it definitely took a lot of patience, you know, learning for the first time how to put everything together and like different skills that I didn't quite have yet, you know, that I built upon now. Um, a lot of time learning like that to get it done. And, you know, when I was done, I was pretty happy with it, but then later in the future, I was like, there's some things I could improve. So I went back and, you know, I changed the cover. I did some more editing on the inside because I wasn't quite happy with it. And, you know, I'm, I'm like, it's, I'm, I still find things that I could fix about it, but I'm glad that I did it. And I'm just really amazed that I was able to put that out when I did. 13 years old. That is amazing um and kudos to you for you know doing the research figuring out how to get it done getting it done going back and making edits um to a place you know to a point where you were, were happy with it and wow when I was 13 years old what was I even doing like <laughs> I certainly wasn't <laughs> publishing books so I think that is really amazing like how did your I guess, close friend circle or family um, respond to you achieving that at such a young age? Yeah, well, they were super happy. And it was like, they had been pretty supportive early on in the process, which 
I kind of didn't expect that. I thought they would just like brush it off. Like, oh yeah, you're writing a book. That's cool. That's good for you. Um, that's kind of a lot of people's experiences, unfortunately, but, but they were, they really supported. They wanted me to keep going with it. And by the time it was finished and I was like doing a book signing at my local library and getting it into my school library, you know, it was like, wow, you know, it's, it's done this thing I've been dreaming about. And everyone around me was like, just so impressed. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know. <laughs> Wait, so you got it in your school's library? Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. I need like <laughs> a horn uh, or some kind of like sound effect thing, a tambourine. That's so cool. How did you do that? Well, um, it wasn't that hard. I just, um, I told a couple of teachers about it before and they were reading it a little bit and they liked it. So then I told the librarian and she had heard of it before and they took it, I guess they reviewed it and they put it in the library and I actually got in like the school newspaper for like a little bit, but yeah, that was pretty much what happened. Oh my gosh. I love how you say that, like so nonchalant, like, yeah, you know, <laughs> just did this and you know, it happened. <laughs> that is a major accomplishment. Um, fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. And also you do poetry, right? Yes. So, okay. So when did that start? Did all of these things kind of happen around the same time, like the drawing, um, the publishing of the book and the poetry, or did these, like, did you realize these talents at different points? It's kind of hard because you're so young. So it's kind of like, well, you really haven't yeah. been around that long. <laughs> <laughs> when did you uh, discover your talent yeah. in poetry? They really bled into each other all together. Um, with the poetry, I definitely got into it kind of because of music, but um, yeah, it was just like poetry helped with writing and writing helped with poetry, you know, cause like descriptive language and imagery and all those things. I found it really fun at the time. Um, yeah, they, they developed around the same time. It was, uh, I was never really too serious about poetry, but um, it did help me express a lot of things that I was going through. So I kind of fell off of, um, after a while, but I'm starting to get back into it now. Good stuff, good stuff. I am loving um, to hear all these things about you. So I'm looking again at your, <laughs> I have your bio up on Instagram um, and it says DM to request an interview. So tell us a little bit about, you know, these interviews and, What's going on with that? Yeah, so I started doing uh, author interviews uh, kind of early when I started Instagram as a way of getting to know other authors. I normally just requested like a picture and a short bio from them. And then I would ask them three questions and put them on slides on the little post. So yeah, it was just for a little kind of casual interview that I would do. I've made a lot of friendships doing it. And, you know, it's been fun to, you know, share other authors' stories and experiences and learn from them, mostly. Um, I want to do more now because I kind of fell off a little bit, but yeah. That's fantastic. Is there a place where um, we can, like, read or see some of your past interviews? Are they on your Instagram or are they on, like, a different website? Mm -hmm. They're all on my Instagram currently, but maybe in the future, I'll start putting them on like a blog or a website. I'm definitely trying to branch out more now. Awesome. 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 So my next question, um, and you don't have to answer it, but 
I'm just going off. I'm like just staring at your, <laughs> staring at your Instagram, <laughs> uh, like a stalker. So you have the the rainbow symbol, right? So mm-hmm. I'm assuming you're part of the LGBTQ community. Yes. Do you ever feel pressure, like you have to create characters that are also a part of that? community because like I only ask that question because I've noticed like if I were to write because I've written like short stories and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and I think because I'm black people are just expecting you know my stories are going to have like you know all black characters or I'm going to talk about black experience sometimes I do but sometimes Mm -hmm. I don't you know what I mean do you ever feel Mm -hmm. like people are expecting you to have characters that are also part of the community well, yeah, I definitely feel that um, expectation a little bit. I wouldn't say it's pressure so much as, um, you know, when I'm writing, I feel like representation is important and I want to include these characters because it feels like growing up not seeing a lot of these LGBT and, you know, minority characters represented, I kind of just would default to, you know, what I've read in the past, which is like, you know, white, straight characters, you know, like stuff like that. So, I mean, Personally, it's important for me to branch out, but I think there's so many people to please uh, in terms of audiences who haven't had this representation because it's it's a very sensitive kind of topic. It definitely, even though I'm a part of the community itself, there's a lot of um, criticism and, you know, it's, it's a very tight lens they have on creators who do this kind of stuff. So um, it can be a little bit nerve wracking but um, I don't know. I don't feel like a uh, pressure to make all of my work about that kind of stuff. Gotcha. My, my favorite author of all time, uh, rest in peace, because he, he passed away some years ago, um, mm-hmm. Elon Harris. And he wrote so many books because he, he was a very you know proud um, homosexual male. And mm-hmm. he talked about, his experiences he wrote stories about characters who were also you know homosexual or bisexual and you know there's so many great stories but I remember there was a point where he started writing books that were like solely you know straight characters and people were like oh Mm -hmm. wait a minute you know what I mean it was but it's like you're a writer you can write about anything anyone um and I feel like for so long he was kind of boxed in as being that And I thought it was interesting when he started to like flip the script a little bit and tell some different stories. All right, well, I do want to ask you a little bit, um, I guess about your your future, you know, you're 21 years old and you have such a bright, amazing future ahead. What are some of your like, big goals with with your career with your career well the biggest long-term goal the dream would be to make money solely off of writing and art and all that stuff but um more short-term goals would be you know the stuff that i need to do before i can get to that point which would be you know establishing a website having a solid kind of consistent uh, posting schedule, more social media platforms, all that kind of stuff. Um, 
and that kind of depends on you know how much money I'm making now. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing right now I'm taking it uh, one step at a time uh, to get to these bigger goals that I need to. Absolutely. I love the way you broke that down. <laughs> Normally people are just like, oh, I want to do this. And then that that's that. But I love how yeah. you have your like short-term goals, long-term goals. Um, so I love it. Now, if somebody wanted to come to you, let's say they wanted you to design their book cover, um, because I see so many um, writers and they're looking for, you know, a cover for their book, or maybe they need a logo for their business. What mm -hmm. are your rates? Because like, there's a huge market for that. And I, I'm sure it varies. But let's say somebody said, hey, can you uh, do a cover for my book? Like, do you have uh, a scale of prices or something? I do not. <laughs> <laughs> so um, definitely right now, if someone were to ask me that, it would be someone I'm already friends with. So I'd probably be, you know, like a little bit lower price or maybe even free, depending on how much work I would be doing. Um, I don't quite have the equipment I need yet, like Photoshop and all the accompanying uh, Adobe Suite kind of stuff yet. So when I do get that, I do want to start branching out into things like that, but I definitely need some more practice first. Um, yeah, I need to look up like what the rates go for. <laughs> okay, cool. You're so modest. Like, because when I see there was something you posted and um, it was like a cat or something. I don't know. I could have been wrong, but I feel like you created something for, I don't know if it was like an organization. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. The school that I work at, because I work for like a, a school program, um, they asked me to redesign their logo. It was actually, I believe it's a cougar. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the first graphic design gig that I'm doing. So I'm really hyped about that. Um, so I'm doing a lot of like research and work for it. <laughs> yeah, that's a big deal. Um, and it looked really good. And like I said, there's so many people um, that are looking for that kind of work. So I know that you're just going to do really well. Um, so all your short-term goals and things that will get you to the next level, I definitely believe um, those things will, will happen. Um, so I'm excited for that, <laughs> most definitely. Thank you. No problem. Okay, so now we're going to get to the part that's just kind of random. Um, mm -hmm. I like to play a game with all okay. of my guests. Yeah, all my guests that come <laughs> on. I just usually throw something together, maybe something that, I don't know, matches their name or just whatever. So for you, um, I'm actually going to do something that's probably the weirdest game ever, but I'm basically going to challenge you to rhyme. So I'm going to say a uh, word and I want you to give me a word that rhymes with what I said in a matter of okay. three seconds. And I have a timer. <laughs> oh, no. Once three seconds is up, I'm moving on to the next word. And I just want to okay. see how many you get right, just for fun. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Are you ready? I think so. <laughs> All right, starting off. Okay, well, let me do an example first. So let's say mm -hmm. I said light. You could say fight. 
and then boom, there we go. And I would just move on to the okay. next. All right. All right, starting the game in five, four, three, two, one. Bat. Rat. Cat. Sat. Broom. Vroom. Box. Knox. Table. Stable. Shirt. Flirt. Microphone. Microphone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was a trick one. <laughs> Lotion. Potion. River. Dinner. Sneaker. Beaker. Yellow. Mellow. Green. Keen. Fine. Sign. Blind. Buying. <laughs> ah. House. Mouse. <laughs> okay, okay. You did very well. Very well. Oh, I only got that. kind of a little slightly off by like half a second. Um yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was just totally random, random, random. But all right, cool. Well, is there anything that you would like to leave the audience with? Um, of course, let us know where to find you. Um, if there's anything coming up in the future, we could look out for promo, whatever. And then I don't know if you had any message for your supporters um, or, you know, for anybody that is interested or could be interested in anything you do. The floor is yours. Yeah. So, well, you can find me to start with um, on Amazon, Paul Carver Williams. Uh, my first book, The Shadow, my, not my first book, but the most recent book I have, The Shadow of Hades, um, is released. It's more of a Halloween uh, supernatural kind of book if you're interested in that. Um, and all my other work on there as well. Uh, I said in the beginning, my Instagram, volumes underscore books, my Twitter, Field Pixie. And those are the main platforms I'm on right now. And um, yeah, definitely if you're, if you want to support me, I'm most active on Instagram. Uh, we can come and chat, you know, feel free to DM me. And I would love to get to know you and, you know, we can grow together. Wow, that sounds romantic. <laughs> <laughs> we can grow together. I love it. I love it. Um, did you say your middle name is Carver or Carter? Carver, V with a V. I love that name. Anybody that knows me personally, like friends, close friends, they're probably like, oh my gosh, because I really <laughs> love that name. Carver. Do you know who? Yeah, it's like a, who's the it's, it's like a family name. Really? Oh, yeah. That's so cool. I just really love that name. But okay. Well, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Long overdue. So glad we finally got a chance uh, to get this in. And again, this is just the start of 2022 while we're recording this. This is January. Um, so there's so much more ahead um, of this year. And I wish you the best. Wish you success in all that you do. Um, and yeah, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. So there you have it. I titled this episode, 
grow together um, because Paul Williams is a young man and I know earlier I was saying that he's not drastically <laughs> younger than me I had to think about it for a second I'm like okay um, you know I'm in my 30s so that's easily a 10 year lap uh, around the sun so so yeah I'm so proud of you know, him being a young 21 year old, everything that he has done. As I said earlier, kudos to you. I really enjoyed recording and I was supposed to record with him in 2021, but my schedule was just all over the place. And, you know, I really appreciate the fact that he made time to sit and talk to me about all these fantastic things so again shout out to you paul carver williams so excited you have such a bright future ahead i hope that if there are any other you know teenagers or young adults that are just kind of getting into their 20s that want to write hopefully this is an inspiration um, for parents who may have children teenagers young adults who talk about wanting to get into the same types of things that Paul has hopefully listening to this you know kind of sparks sparks some hope and some motivation um and that's it we're gonna go ahead and wrap up the episode thank you so much for checking it out it is officially March spring is around the corner And if you know me, you know that summer is my favorite season. So I am counting down to summer. But spring is around the way. And this March, I have a ton of exciting interviews. Can't wait to share with you. Stay tuned. Appreciate you and much love. Take care. Real quick, real quick. Attention, attention, mic check, mic check. (laughs) I definitely got to promote myself. You know, now that my book is out, the Toxic Job Playbook available on Amazon in ebook and paperback format. Hello. If you have a sucky job, um, if you're dealing with work stress, if you want to figure out how to get in a job or an organization or a career path that aligns with what you desire. If you want to figure out how to walk away from a bad work situation, if you need motivation and courage and tips, or you just want to listen to some stories, you know, because I share some situations that I've been through with toxic work culture, you would love my book. Okay. Winifred Summer, check me out. You know, I just had to, to, before shut down this episode, I just had to come in and do a little promo for myself. Clap for yourself. So check out my book. Let me know how you feel about it. Um, leave a review. I know that there's probably a very good chunk of you guys who have already supported. I'm so grateful for you know, how well the book has been received and the support that I've received online and social media. I also have a YouTube now, you guys, and I will appreciate your support, your views, your likes, your comments, all that good stuff. So I'm going to link everything in the notes uh, to make it easier on you guys, because I just am happy that you're here listening to me. All right, I'm officially done now. Take care. Bye.